Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, February 24th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 20 degrees in Edmonton, minus 16 degrees in Calgary, minus 20 degrees in Saskatoon, and minus 5 degrees in Toronto. Thanks, Evie. I was the first one in. I was the first one in. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join the live show. Uh, be a part of it. Why not? You get your, Bring your questions, your real estate investing questions, and we will answer them for you on the live show for free. All you got to do is just click the call-in button, or you can put your question in the chat box there. Uh, like I said, it's free coaching every morning. Might as well take advantage of it. Um, save yourself the, you know, the the money and and take some action today. Um, we had a really great conversation yesterday with uh, with with Joshua, or sorry, for Joshua. <laughs> and Joshua doesn't know because he just put his question in the comments again. Uh, no, I I I let oh, him know. Okay. I let okay. him know that I hey man, I know you said you'd be on the show on Friday. I answered on Thursday. I completely forgot that you said Friday, <laughs> but he listened to it and he said. Uh, well, not exactly the information that I was hoping for, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize for for being honest. I want to, I, I'm not gonna tell you, I'm not gonna tell anyone what they want to hear. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's not typically what coaching is all about. <laughs> um, and to be honest, it, it's, I don't want to make someone feel good and tell them what they want to hear. And then have them make a bad financial decision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that um, newer investors just, you don't know what you don't know. And there's, there's some things that I don't know about industries and, and strategies that I don't focus on. Uh, same thing. Like you got to you gotta make sure that, you know, you ask the right questions and you get the right guidance to make sure that you, you dodge those landmines. Um, so... You know, from what I heard yesterday, there was a few things that a few landmines that I was concerned about, a few um, uh, blind spots, and I made sure that we we shine lights on those dark corners, and and now hopefully there's enough information for for him to move forward, and make a good sound, sound financial decision. Yeah. decision. Um, but there is some more stuff that he wants to talk about today. That's why he posted the question again. Okay. And uh, based on the the what we offered yesterday as guidance, he'd like to continue the conversation, which I think is good. Absolutely. Um, because the topic of, hey, I've got this much money, what should I buy as my first property is a very, very common question. So um, I think that not so much like his specific example, but more about just the discussion of this in general will hopefully yeah, it gives insight. It gives insight to others as well to help them make a decision for their own individual I think scenario. That the thought, scenario. I think that the thought process is almost more important than the actual situation itself. Yeah, it's like how, yeah, just like how to go through it and what it all means and what all the different options mean and yeah, one hundred percent. But I, I I I can't move on through the show without you know. Without uh, saying good morning to everyone. Yeah. I mean, good morning, Gabby. To Congratulations our... being the first one in. Yes, Thank absolutely. And, and good morning to all of our other beautiful people on the show. My name is... <laughs> like Lucina. And like Eric. JD. JD. Dawn. Joshua. Good morning, our beautiful people. <laughs> Ken's here as well. Tyson's here. <laughs> Morning, Good morning, Alray. Good morning, Alray. Good morning, Chastin. Chastin, Sheila, Chandra, Nathan, Jagger, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to Cody. Good morning to Courtney. Courtney's here. She says happy Friday. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Morning, Alan. Alan's here as well. <clears throat> our our newest Edmontonian. <laughs> Heck yeah. You know what I love? I love people moving to Edmonton to to build their real estate investing businesses. It's kind of cool. I mean, you don't have to. You don't. Not, not everyone has to. Um, I feel like it's like supreme dedication. That that like moving anywhere for anything. Yeah. Is is supreme dedication, right? Yeah. It's the ultimate dedication. Is saying, you know what? I'm comfortable here. I've got all everything I need. But you know what? I'm gonna shake it all up. I'm gonna I'm gonna light a match and I'm gonna go and just completely redo my whole life, my whole routine so that I can fully commit to the things that are most important to me. And especially when you have a family. Like Alan mm. has a family and kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, it's not just like a single person a very picking young up and family. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Garrett. Garrett <laughs> does not like the cold. Neither do I. <laughs> That's awesome. Good morning to Liam. As well. Oh, Liam decides to show up. <laughs> Liam, I have a bone to pick with you, sir. <laughs> Liam, I, I I texted you last night, man. I tried tried to I I tried to help, man. I prepared for a conversation I thought we were going to have last night. <laughs> you done messed up. Yeah, you really messed up last night. <laughs> uh, we had our 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 master's mentorship coaching session uh, we do it every thursday um and uh liam reaches out to gabby and says hey i really want to talk about bookkeeping for renovations so gabby goes prepares the whole thing and he doesn't even show up <laughs> so i didn't talk about it so we didn't talk about it yeah and i don't think she ever will <laughs> so good luck with your taxes <laughs> oh man i'm just joking i didn't really prepare yeah. It's all experience, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, hey, uh, so couldn't help but notice, looking at the calendar, next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, March 4th, we got the REI Masters Networking event in Calgary. Yeah. In Calgary. Guys, if you guys are, if if you're coming, register. Uh, that that that's that's what I've I've found out now is that like I looked and I'm like not many people register for Calgary like what the heck's going on am I canceling this thing and then um, a bunch of people reached out and they're like hey by the way I am I am coming <laughs> I just haven't registered I'm like well geez I nearly canceled the thing I'm talking like 20 30 people yeah just like oh yeah oh yeah I just haven't got my tickets yet I'm like okay well there's not going to be an event if you don't register so guys. <laughs> Had me worried there for a second that that uh, I'm like, what is going on? Because we had like 50, 60 people last month. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so if you guys are coming to Calgary, we got some amazing guest speakers. We got Keaton Kirkwood. He's an investor focused mortgage broker. We've got Sherwin Deswinka from Calvert Home Mortgage. She's a senior underwriter there um, with Calvert. Like we're going to be talking about how to finance your real estate deals. And yeah. these are two experts in the industry. You know, if you're planning on, you know, doing flips or burrs, Sherwin's going to be the guy that's going to be approving your application. Yeah. And you know what I'm really excited to hear about? I'm excited to hear, um, like, f from from Calvert themselves, like what kind of the new parameters are like, like what, you know, with everything that's happened with interest rates and with um, everything going down in different provinces, like, you know, we've seen changes within, within Calvert. And so like, what are they, what are their new kind of guidelines that they're looking at? What do they want to see? Uh, what's really important to them today, mm -hmm. you know, when looking at those things. So like if, if you're planning on using, Calvert and you're planning on flipping or burying or using that kind of short-term money, like be there, ask the questions, mm -hmm. get the information straight out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's going to be there. Like it, it, there's an opportunity for Q and a plus he'll be networking afterwards. So this is your opportunity to, to, to really find out that stuff because you want to be proactive. If that's, you know, the route you're going with fix and flips and burrs, you know, you want to know ahead of time, like you don't want to just go look for the deal and then find out you don't have financing. Yeah. Right. And and alternatively, or additionally, sorry, Keaton Kirkwood is going to be the guy that's going to be doing the refinance on your burrs afterwards. Mm -hmm. So Keaton, 
excuse you know q a session just let's just play a little role playing or like a little example hello uh yes keaton um how do i know that i'm actually going to be able to refinance my property after my burr is done <laughs> great question yeah. audience member here's what you need to do right these are these are great questions that you could be asking um to these experts when you're there and as well you know hello uh yes keaton uh how do i ensure that i qualify for my next rental property mortgage uh, hi, hello. Yes, uh, Keaton. Um, how do I uh, qualify for a mortgage for a property that I intend to uh, provide a lease option on? Are there any requirements? Uh, yes, um, Keaton. Yes. Uh, so I have a tenant buyer who's been um, lease has a lease option with one of my rental properties here. Uh, it's going to be maturing in about six months. Uh, how do I ensure my tenant buyer actually gets a mortgage at the end of it? Uh, yes, uh, Keaton. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, sorry. Another question. Um, how do I ensure that I get the most amount of mortgages possible? Uh, excuse me. Yes. Uh, Keaton, uh, what is a DCR? Uh, Keaton, uh, one more. Uh, what is debt servicing? What percentage do I need to stay below? You guys writing all these down because you should be bringing these to Calgary next weekend. <laughs> these are all really great questions. Really great questions. So um, you don't know what you don't know. And even the questions that you're not thinking of other people or myself, I might just have to come with 30. Um, these are the questions that people are going to be asking. These are the questions that you need to get answered to make sure that you can have a good and be proactive and have a good solid roadmap for your financing moving forward for your real estate investing business. Mm -hmm. March 4th, <laughs> March 4th. Sign up. Oh, goodness. The link is put, pinned in the real estate investing Masters Facebook group. Yes, yes. And one last thing. The reason I'm having these guys speak is because I hate talking about mortgages and financing. Because <laughs> like I I I I know enough to to get me going, but like I'm not a broker. I'm not an underwriter. Right. And I can't the thing the reason why I can't master it is because I can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's well, not only is it complex, but it is ever changing. Like it's never the same from day to day. Yeah. Yeah. So um Mortgage brokers are, are smart fellas. And, mm -hmm. uh, fellas and fellets. Fel <laughs> <laughs> They're smart ladies and gents. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you knew where my brain was going. Yeah. Like, shoot, I said fellas. How, what do I say now that's, for the ladies? <laughs> that's the sign of a, of a strong marriage, I think. <laughs> Mm, goodness Anywho. gracious. Um, okay. So what I want to do is I want to take a, a short break here. And when we get back, I want to get into Joshua's um, topic again. Um, okay. Don't change that dial. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyer's list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyer's list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer. Uh, that special offer that he's talking about is... Uh... Um, well, yeah, so Barry McGuire's wholesaling workshop is March 18th in Calgary as well. Coming up I'm soon. Coming up very soon. I'm going to be there helping out. Uh, Matt Legere, uh, one of our master's mentees is going to be there as well. And a wholesaling beast. Beast. <laughs> Assigned another property yesterday or the mm -hmm. day before. Goodness gracious. Um, so the offer that they're talking about is actually anyone who joins the REI master's mentorship program before the end of February, is going to get free entry into the 
wholesaling workshop on March 18th. That is $1,500 value. That's huge, huge. Yeah. So if you've been on the fence about joining REI Masters Mentorship Program and you're looking to take it to the next level and you like free stuff when you sign up, I mean, sign up now. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> REIMasters.ca. Um, take advantage of the opportunity. Don't need a special promo code. We'll automatically get you in the Don't in you the worry. Course. I got you covered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you guys are wondering as well, like, okay, well, like, like, what does that entail? Uh, well, everything is on the website. Plus, you can send me a message. I don't mind hopping on a call and talking about how it all works. Um, or it's it's very easy to find out. It's, it's very easy to spot a master. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so the other... The other people that are in the program, the master's mentees, they're very easy to spot because they're they're very active in the community. They're they're doing shit. So if you know, just look on your social feeds, they're doing shit every day. So reach out to them and be like, hey, honest opinion. What's good, what's bad? And they'll tell you what's bad. They'll tell you. I can be a bit of a dick. That's what's bad. But the good kind. Yeah. And I, I'm really sweet. Gabby's done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like a very, a very nice balance of, um, I don't know, of, of the right amount of push and, and the right amount of um, high fives in order for you to take action. I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? If you want a mentor that's just going to tell you how great you are, I don't know. In my opinion, I just don't think it works. You need someone that's going to push you to do the things that you do not want to do or you're not going to do, right? Because if you if you can do them already, then why aren't you doing them? Yeah. Right? Anyways, take advantage of the opportunity. REIMasters.ca. Joshua. He was kind enough to put it right at the bottom. Put his question in there again. Nice. Um, just going through the comments. Cody says, REI Masters are rocking it. Um, Garrett says, give me a shout. I'll send you my video. <laughs> He's going to send you his testimonial. Um, yeah, reach out to any of the masters. Okay. So, uh, a, a recap for those of you that didn't listen to yesterday's show. Joshua is a 25 year old male, uh, lives in a remote part of Saskatchewan, a population of 2000 people. It's two hours from Regina, the major city. He makes upwards of $80,000, has zero debt, and about $30,000 cash. And yes, ladies, he's single. No, I, I don't know if he's single. <laughs> I was going to say that was something I, I was going to ask. I was just reading it. I'm like, I make $80,000, I got zero debt, and I got $30,000 in the bank, and I live in a small town, and I love real estate. <laughs> it sounds like this might be appearing on the bottom of his Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff i don't long know I don't, and fields. I, i've crossed so many lines in the last 30 seconds i am so sorry um i just couldn't help myself as i was reading it okay before you go into the options though i do that was a question that came up yesterday and josh wasn't here is it okay if i call you josh joshua i, don't I feel like assume. we're i feel like we're just we're just <laughs> our relationships moving so quickly um, We're gonna call you Josh. Yeah, but Josh, are you um, are you single, and are you willing to move, or or is your job there in that remote town, and you need to stay there because anything close is two hours away? That was a yeah. That those are, was something. were two questions that came up yesterday. So answer those for us, please. Mm -hmm. We need to know if you're single. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Okay, yeah. So he's he's trying to figure out what to do with the cash that he has. Okay, I want to I want to buy a property, but like, what kind of property do I buy? Option one, you know, he's spoken to a builder, and he'd be able to build a brand new fourteen hundred square foot townhouse in Regina, uh, with a legal with a a legal conforming basement suite for four hundred and forty thousand. Option two would be to buy a cheaper sized half duplex for three hundred eighty thousand dollars built in 2022 and try and put a basement in myself. And then option three is to throw option one and two away and look for a burr strategy type property, meaning buying a property, um, increasing the value of it by doing some renovations and then refinancing it and pulling um, all or most of the renovation funds out. 
Uh, note option one and two are in basically the hot new developments in Regina. If you were in my shoes, having no prior experience in real estate, what would you do? Joshua or Josh is, is about to call in. Awesome. Yeah. Ladies, he has a girlfriend. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Are you guys hearing me clearly? We can, yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show and my plenty of questions. Uh... Wayne? Uh, well, so... so I don't know I don't know the situation, the conversation that you guys okay, had. Okay, so he has a girlfriend? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So oh, not... yeah. Yeah. I, I do have a girlfriend and okay. um, I don't have any kids. But in terms of moving, I know the question was, what do I do for work? And I work as an engineer. So... I can't, I, I, it's going to be a bit tricky to just up and leave to Regina. But my plan was to kind of basically buy it as a rental property because I go to Regina very often. Like I'm there at least three, four times a month. Uh, so the goal was just to kind of have a place to stay while I'm, when I'm not working and also like have it as a rental property that's that was kind of my idea and it was a long-term hold i wasn't playing i'm not if i'm buying anything at that price point i know i'm not selling it for the next like six to ten years okay so you're looking to actually buy the property in regina but it's not going to be like your primary residence it's technically would it, it would be my primary residence technically because i'm not I'm not gonna. I don't plan to buy in the current town I'm staying. So I would all my mail will be diverted to that place. I'd be going there frequently. And you and you'd only be renting one of the suites and keeping one for yourself. Yes, actually, the 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 major plan was to Airbnb it when I'm not around. That's kind of how I had mapped it out. But it's all fun and paper until you try to bring it to reality, right? Yeah, Wayne and I are both scratching our chins because um, it, it's a little gray. It's a little bit in the gray area um, as far as uh, what you would consider a primary residence to be able to put 5% down. Let, let, me, let me put it this way. And, and um, you, what you do is entirely up to you. But I just need to make sure that we're covering our own ass because we're on a live show. Um, pro the definition of a primary residence is where you live. Now, you're living, you're going to have a rental in, in your other area. So that's 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 your prime i mean it's a bit of a great because you've kind of admitted to it <laughs> and here, here's how it works um you're gonna sign a document on your mortgage uh contract uh, that's or a clause that, term whatever that says uh will this be your primary residence and uh, residence and they make you put your hand on a bible or hand in the air, swear on whatever you want and say, I do declare that this will be my primary residence. So the only person that can, that can, that can argue otherwise, um, is, is it's between you and God because all they can't prove intent, right? No one can prove your intent other than you and, and your, your Lord and savior. So no one's gonna be able to prove it, but I just want to make sure that, um, you know, if you're if you're out of town and you already have another rental and that rental is your primary residence, like primary residence, then changing the mail is not quite enough to. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's not like it's not a home run like, oh, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That's all I guess that we're getting at. Um, okay. but that kind of like that totally changes the way that we were looking at it because we thought you were buying in this small town and okay, yeah. um, living like you were there and all that kind of stuff. So I think we might look at it from a different angle today. Yeah. Well, so Josh, it's in Regina, yeah. Yeah. So Josh, I want to know um, like what questions came up for you based on the conversation that we had yesterday? Uh, well, first of all, I, I couldn't really justify spending that much on a semi-detached uh, property. Even though it was brand new, I was concerned about appreciation over 10, 15 years. I, I don't think based on like the size of the place it's it's ever going to catch up to that that purchase price so mm -hmm. i didn't want to be in the hole but what you said about creating content it, i didn't think of it that way like trying to basically re record how the progress is going posting that giving myself pretty much creating a brand around that 
I didn't think of it that way. So yeah. that was kind of insightful. Um, and what Wayne said about if I did decide to like move somewhere else that I wasn't going to cash flow, that honestly is a, the, it's kind of, is basically true with today's interest rates. So that kind of now begs the question is that, okay, interest rates are already high. So what exactly am I going to get to cash flow as a rental property? Cause I've, I've seen a bunch of like fourplexes, duplexes, but it's always in like the not so great areas in the city. And I'm like, okay, so I, I can't buy this because it's in a shitty area. So like, how do I go about this then? Hey, sorry, finding cash flowing properties. Yeah. Yeah. Like rentals. Uh, at yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm actually, I'm preparing a webinar right now on that. Um, and I'm trying to figure out when I need to get this out. I'm really bad at putting slides together. So it's like, as soon as I'm done, I'm like, here, Gab, can you please build me a slideshow presentation? So I don't know when it's going to get out, maybe in a month or so. Uh, but that's the, the answer to your question, you know, how do I find cash flowing properties? Simply put is that you need to put more money down. And you need to amortize over a longer period because there are no properties in Canada unless it's in one of those towns with 2,000 people. There are no properties in Canada in any of the major cities that will cash flow when it's amortized over 25 years and it's only 5% down. It's just it, the, the expenses are way too high. And especially considering the 3% um, interest rate increase over the last year. That as well at 5% amortized over 25 years, 95% loan to value, you will not find rent that will cover all of your expenses and some. So the way to cash flow is to put more money down. And that does not, and, and to, in today, in today's market, that does not mean the minimum 20% for a rental property. I'm actually finding that you're going to need to put about 30% down these days in order to get a good, safe cash flowing investment property. In order to cover your mortgage payments, in order to cover your property taxes, your insurance and your reserve and your repairs and maintenance and still have some left over for, you know, to put in your pocket or paying a property manager. So, um, I mean, that's again, I'm, I'm not giving you the answers you want to hear, am I? <laughs> oh, no, no, like, honestly, I'm not I'm not even like emotional about it, because it makes sense, right? I've been like studying up for the past couple of years, because I just graduated, I just got right out of school. So I couldn't really go buy anything yet, because I didn't have a job. Yeah, so I, I spent all that time like researching, getting a cash flow calculator, talking to people. So now I was finally ready to get my foot wet. I'm like, okay, nice interest rates gone up. Fantastic. Great timing. Right? <laughs> So and and so I see something here about mortgage fraud. I'm not planning to do oh, any fraudulent no, no, activities. No, no, no. no yeah, <laughs> I'm not planning was, to do anything. I was correcting Jagger. He was making a joke, and I, I just corrected him. But no, it's just a joke. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, the the reason why sorry the reason why I I I I was talking about that earlier. And sorry to make a tangent. I just want to make sure that you understood. Um, there are so many people who get into this game and they're like, okay, I've only got a little bit of money. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a property and say I live in it, change all my mail and everything. And then I'm going to rent it out, but I'm just going to tell the government that it's my primary residence. And that way I can buy houses for 5% down. And this shit happens all the time. It's a lot of it is like very brand new investors and also scumbags who aren't necessarily in our circles like the sophisticated real estate investor circles so it happens all the time it's mortgage fraud and i've just people get a lot of bad advice when they're getting started from their aunts and uncles and friends be like oh why wouldn't you just put five percent down and just change your mail and tell them you're living there you know why would you put 20 percent down and i just want to make sure that not necessarily you because it, it like you you were clear on it but everyone else that is listening it is mortgage fraud you are signing um, a mortgage document saying it's going to be your primary residence. You actually, they make you sign on a, like to swear on a Bible. They're like, would you like to swear on a Bible? Are you religious? Um, they ask you how you want to swear. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's very serious. If they find out that you're not living there, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think they're going to put you in jail, you know, for 20 years for mortgage fraud, but I promise you one thing, you'll never get another mortgage in Canada ever again. So it's just the risk isn't worth it. So that's why I was, I was listening to what you were saying. It's okay. He's not doing that, but I want everybody else to be, to, to, to understand and to, 
to make sure it's clear that it is mortgage fraud. Um, but anyways, uh, back to what we were talking about with the cash flow. Um, I think that, like I said yesterday, I think that your first property is, I I would focus less on the, I'd focus less on the cash flow and the ROI and focus more on, or equally as much on the opportunity, the opportunity of having a rental property, like Gabby said, documenting the process, documenting that, you know, you got a new tenant and everything else, because eventually... And when I say eventually, it's probably like six months from now, three months from now, three years from now, whichever, you're going to need joint venture partners. So you may as well start advertising to your joint venture prospects right now. And the best way to do that is through showing people what it is that you do. So I think you're going to get more value from the optics of having a rental property than than the actual profit from a rental property, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Because... Because you don't have enough money to buy your second property anyway. So the the I, I would say the thing that's most valuable to you is creating opportunities to get joint venture partners to buy more properties. Yeah, a couple other, um, you know, something that you talked about earlier about like the townhouse and worrying about, you know, appreciation, not catching up to the price and that mm-hmm. sort of thing is one other consideration to make is how good of a rental property is it so i know like and maybe you can just answer a quick question for me before i go on this rant um the the townhouse that you're looking at the new one with the that's suited um is it non-strata or is it part of like a condominium it's not a condominium it's freehold i mean that was the first question i asked i'm like is there any fees you guys are going to make me have to pay after i buy this or and you're like nope it's all yeah there's nothing involved yeah Yeah, so those can be really great rental properties. And especially if they're brand new and, you know, you're not going to have a lot of repairs and maintenance on them. People are going to love them because they're new and they're great for families. They're usually in kind of like those newer um, areas of town and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of benefits of owning those types of properties. And even if you're worried about like, you know, is it really worth the cost of it? And, you know, is this thing going to appreciate with the rest of the city and that sort of thing? Um, Keep in mind that sometimes just having a really good solid rental that's going to have a good tenant profile and bring in good rents outweighs whatever the the price, the air, the, um, the market value is, if you know what I mean, like if that makes sense. So, you know, sometimes we make money on the place appreciating and sometimes we just have, you know, close to zero vacancies and really good rents and really good tenants where we're not dumping repairs and maintenance into it and that sort of thing. So looking at the whole picture and considering, um, you know, this is, is this a solid rental that's going to be, you know, a really great property for my portfolio versus, is this thing going to, you know, be worth five hundred thousand dollars in mm-hmm. ten years? Um, so th- I just want to kind of put shine a, a little bit of a different perspective on that situation that you brought up. Yeah, I um, if I can add as well, um, all of our properties that we've bought over the last decade, do we have any that have appreciated over what we paid? Some of them creeped up over it a little bit. I mean, we forced appreciation in some of them, adding the sweets and stuff, but no. None have naturally appreciated in the last decade. Some of them went up above, um, you know, in like the peak of last year. Yeah. And they come down a little bit. So a few of them might be a little bit over. But, and yet, and yet, we've profited on all of them. And they're solid rentals. Because uh, appreciation is, is almost considered like dessert. It's dessert. If you get appreciation, great. I mean, appreciation can be a, a really good on your ROI because, you know, if you appreciate 10% on your $400,000 property, um, that's $40,000, right? Now, they call it 10% uh, because, well, ten, it's 40000 is is 10% of the purchase price. But you didn't put $40,000 in. You put $80,000 in, which was your your 20% down payment, right? So it's not actually, it's not a 10% increase on your ROI. It's a 50% increase. It's a 50% returning your uh, investment because 40,000 is half of 80,000 is what you actually put in. So 
a 10% increase being actually you, you get to leverage, you know, the bank's money and you make money off it. So appreciation is fantastic. It's, it's, it's the, it's the best way to increase your ROI. However, the mortgage pay down that you're getting every month and the cash flow that you get as well, if you can get cash flow is, is just as good, you know, um, and not so much recently with the new increased, uh, interest rates, but you know, in the last 10 years for us, at least, you know, hovering around 3%, we've been making 17, 18% ROI on our money every year with just mortgage paid on a cash flow. Like that's a really great return with, with, a, with a stale market, right? And one day our, our properties will go up in value, but we're not worried about that because it's a long-term buy and hold. I don't care if it goes up 10% this year. I'm, I, what I want to know is what the value is going to be when I sell it, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not planning on selling it this year anyways, right? that makes yeah. sense. So it's kind of, it kind of doesn't matter, but um, yeah, you want to make sure that you're investing in a market that has a good appreciation, but um, I don't think it has to do so much with the property type in Regina. I think you should be focusing more on um, the market fundamentals um, of the city in general. The, you know what I mean? Like if Regina isn't, if you want appreciation and Regina is not offering it, then find another city that is offering it. Right. I mean, I have to, I have to move again. <laughs> Or at least I have to move closer. Yeah, so that's kind of yeah. And I just wanted to clarify, like, so there, I, I that problem of oh, are you living there or not? So the my workaround was that I tell them, yeah, I'm. This is going to be my primary residence, but I'm renting somewhere else. Like, and you guys would probably have to factor that into your calculation for my mortgage. I I I completely understand that, right? So I'm not planning to like lie or anything because like, that that would be kind of shitty. I don't know. I can't. I don't think I'd be able to live with that, over the top of my head. Yeah. Um. How much time are you spending at the other um uh, at the other rental? Uh, Monday to Thursdays one week, and Monday to Friday. Then I leave on Friday evening. So oh, okay. basically, yeah. I'm gotcha. basically around every weekend at at the least gotcha gotcha okay yeah um right on i I mean like if you were to choose one of the three options i would say probably the the first option would make the most sense um that seems like the safest um having the two incomes um the rental incomes coming in from the basement and the and the upstairs is gonna it's gonna probably get you as close to you know covering the cash flow as possible but i'm sure you've ran the numbers already um mathematically i don't think that you're going to have cash flow i think you're going to be negative um hopefully the airbnb can help offset that if it's increased rents but um yeah if you were to move out of that property altogether and try and rent out upstairs and downstairs and try and cover the expenses i without running the numbers i I just know confidently that it's it's probably going to be negative seven hundred twenty thousand bucks a month at my price point, it's actually closer to like two hundred dollars because everything comes out to like three. You could get easily get like three thousand two hundred from from the whole unit or three thousand. Oh, you uh, so. you cut out there. Oh, I did. Sorry about that. Three thousand one. I said you could you could get three thousand one hundred. Yes. That include utilities. The tenants would I would give the tenants. Uh, the utilities they would have to pay for their own utilities okay um cool. yeah i mean if it's 3100 then yeah you're you're probably closer for sure yeah um have you I, done I your did... market research on the on the rents yes i have i have i've asked oh. my realtor i've also seen a lot of ads coming up in the couple of recent weeks and they're consistently around that price range so at least nice. i know that's kind of, yeah I did okay. consider the so, other option, which was to get a something in the lower 300. So I'm kind of working on that too, and saying, okay, just because there's no, I can't. The price point for the newer bills are so high. I'm pretty sure there's something in maybe early 2000s which has the exact same properties I'm looking for, but at a lower price point. So I'm looking, I'm looking eagerly for those as well. I'm trying to get myself into those properties. Very good. Okay, we'll keep keep the search up and keep us up to date on what you're thinking. I think we're all invested now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much, uh, guys, for letting me uh, ask my questions. Not no a problem. problem. Not a problem.
Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I like having those conversations, trying to figure out people's situations, where to go, what to do. Problem solving. Yeah, yeah. I love that's 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 my favorite stuff. Um, I love getting coaching calls that are just like, hey, I've got this. I've got this. I want to do this. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I love problem solving. So, but I, I think that either of those two options would be a really good place for him to start. Yeah. But, you know, make sure to keep in mind, you know, what's your next step? You know, don't just focus on the, I mean, like you do need to get your feet wet. You do need to get the ball rolling. But, you know, at the same time, you have an opportunity that, you know, to be proactive and to think about your next step or your next three steps. So make sure that you're taking advantage of, of the process and, and, and utilizing it and leveraging it to make sure that you are creating opportunities for yourself for the next couple of properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for those of you listening that are, that are thinking to yourself, Oh, no, I don't want to do rental properties. I'll just, I'll just, or, sorry, I don't want to do joint ventures. Um, doesn't, doesn't sound very good to me. Um, I, you're not going to get very far. I, 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 I don't, I don't lie. You know, I don't lie. You're not going to get very far. Like you, you will not get anywhere. Like you will not reach your goals. And for most of us, even having $3,000 a month in cash flow, like you won't reach it. It's just, it's not going to happen. So, um, I'm, I'm just speaking specifically to those people and, and maybe, I don't know. I always try and find a different way to say it every time just to, to one day that it might click for someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, I, I remember that's the exact same thing that I said. I don't want to do partners. I don't because I don't want someone coming in and telling me what they think I should do. I'm the one that's educated. I don't want someone coming in and being like, Oh no, I don't want you to do that. I want to do this. Or what about like, so I had the exact same thought process. I had the exact same belief. It's like, I don't want to do joint venture partners. And then one day I realized, fuck, I got to use joint venture partners. So we did. And um, the sooner you get to that realization, the sooner you start progressing. Um, you cannot save your way to, you know, uh, to, to build a real estate portfolio. Like even just buying three properties at a hundred thousand dollars down each, it's three, like three hundred thousand dollars. Who I don't know anyone that can save three hundred thousand dollars. Like I, I with today's cost of living, I don't even I don't know anyone that could save a thousand dollars a month. Seriously, it's hard. It's, you know, and maybe you can, maybe you can, you know what? Fuck. Maybe you can save $2,000 a month. Gabby shrugged her shoulders at me. So I'll, I'll defend it. Let's <laughs> you, say, you generalize people a lot. <laughs> uh, cost of living, Gabby. I know. I know. Cost of goddamn living. Like it's, <laughs> it's too expensive. It is like, it's okay. So let's say you, you're, you're amazing. You save $2,000 a month and you do not go on any vacations. You do not slip up. You do not have any random expenses on your vehicles. You save $25,000 a year. How long is it going to take to save that $300,000? 12, 12 years. years. 12 years of dedication? I don't know anyone that can do it. I don't know anyone that can do it. Do you know anyone that can do it? With that I, level? I don't, I don't. You don't know anyone that can do it. No. Do listeners, do you know anyone that can do it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. And so... 12 years of dedication because you're stubborn. Like, you know, like you get what I'm saying? Like that much dedication. Like if you've got a kid that's three, you're going to rob them of like Disneyland. <laughs> Cause they'll be 15 and you'll be like, yes, I did it. I bought three properties with 20% down. <laughs> Is it worth it? to be that stubborn you know what i mean because the because the the belief that you don't want to use joint venture partners is is just a, it's it's an insecurity you know what i mean it's an insecurity it's it's i don't want to but you can't really give a good reason you're just like i just don't really want to deal with that so i would rather deal with saving $2000 a month for 12 years to buy three properties on my own with 20% down mm-hmm. It just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Why wouldn't instead you go find six joint venture partners? And you know what I mean? Six joint venture partners who bring $100,000 each. It's the exact same thing, right? Because if you if you put 20% down yourself, $100,000, you would own 100% of the profits and the equity, 
But if you have a joint venture partner, you're only getting 50% of it. So that means you would need six joint venture partners to get the exact same outcome. But the cool thing is, is or the interesting thing is that you can get six joint venture partners this year, not ha- this year, not 12 years from now. And you wouldn't have to save $2,000 a month for the next 12 years. I think that, oh, and uh, it's funny because Nat just nailed what I was going, going to say is that, um, I'm, I mean, like it's it's human nature that we lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves things to make our, us feel better. Um, it's just a way that we protect ourselves and our feelings. And I think that most of the time when people say, I don't want joint, joint ventures, I don't want people telling me what to do, I don't want, I'm the expert, like the the what you had just said, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the time that is just people protecting themselves from needing to be uncomfortable and asking people for money. So when people know that they're not, I'm not a salesperson, I don't want to ask my mom for money. I don't want to ask, you know, Susie that I work with, if she has money, she wants to invest. Like it's very intimidating for most people. And so instead they're like, I just don't want joint venture partners. I want to do it all by myself. But really, it's that they don't want to step out of their comfort zone. It's your insecurities. Yeah. And it's the fact that you're not comfortable with people judging you. You give a sh- you care too much about what other people think about you. Mm-hmm. And it's holding you back from success. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yep. Your insecurities are preventing you from moving forward. And that's why we see so many people fall off and fizzle away. Lots of people come into this game. They're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy lots of properties because I saw an Instagram video. They try it out. They try and figure out a way to get around having to be uncomfortable, to having to, to you know, be in a position where they could be judged or or you'd be in a position where, you know, someone's going to say no. Yeah. They try for about two or three years, like, okay, cool. Well, I don't want to do that. So someone teach me how to do it faster and easier. So, okay, cool. There's a, oh, awesome. There's a, there's a, there's a land development um, workshop. Okay. I'm going to go take that. Okay, cool. Oh, no, I need to raise money. Okay, no. Uh, rent to own. Rent to own. Okay, cool. Rent to own. I can do that. Um, because rent to own, if I put the down payment money, then they have to give option money up front. So I'll be able to um, stretch out my money a little bit more. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Because if I want to scale, I need to rent joint venture partners. Okay, cool. So is oh, agreements for sale. That's great. Agreements for sale. No money, none of your own money and no mortgage qualifying. Perfect. I'm going to learn how to do that. But, oh, it's too hard. Now I got to ask people. You have to go talk to lots of sellers. Talk to, talk to lots of sellers. And I tried and it doesn't work. And then you don't see those people ever again. That's it. Like I don't see, like I, I've, I've thought about it and it's not very nice to say, but I've thought about making a list of everybody that comes into our community and then goes away. Because, and not, and not, I know it doesn't sound very good when I say it, Gab. I know what you're saying, not to shame, but to figure out how many. To show you, new person who just came in. Look at all the other people that came and went because they don't get to see that. You don't know who's come and gone. You don't know the people that I've known that looks promising that are no longer here because of their insecurities. And I tried to help those people. Some of those people I coached. And it's, it's, I'm like, seriously, what are you doing? No, come back, come back, come back. Just go talk to them. And they're like, no, no, no. I've, I realized that the real estate's not for me. And whatever label they want to throw on it now, it's the same, same thing. They're I got Sagittarius. Some, I'm a Sagittarius. And <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the moons, uh, you know, weren't in alignment. The stars were not aligned. And um, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. And Again, the reason why I want to have that list is I want to show you. I'm going to scratch off all the names, but I want to show you the thousands of people that have come and gone in the last 10 years that had the same fucking story that you have. So just do you want to be like them? Do you like what are you doing? Why are you wasting three years of your life and thousands of dollars on coaching and courses if you're not even, you know, prepared to do what needs to be done? I hope that 
some of this clicks with some of you today because I know that some of you are saying those stories. You have one of those stories. You have that insecurity. And uh, I don't know. I, I Hopefully today's the day that it, it clicks for you, that you, 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 you tell yourself, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. It's not going to feel good, but I'm going to do it. And then you're going to try it. And then someone's going to say, maybe, or someone's going to say yes. And we've been seeing a lot of that with our mentees recently. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about this last night. Um, We're noticing a few people who were like, ah, I don't know about joint ventures. And same conversation, like, come on. I don't, I don't have an easy way to tell you. You just got to do it. There's no easy way to, like to, to explain this to you. If you don't do it, you're not going to succeed. Anyways, some of those people um, have been doing, putting in the work, having those conversations and people are saying yes. And now they're, they're now they're working through their joint venture worksheets and they're getting their letter of intents done. And it's like, it's so amazing to watch because you can just see the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. I can see it on their faces. Yeah. I can see the belief. Holy shit. This does work. And and the humble pride. They and try the, to hold it back, but they're excited to share. Yeah. Yeah. Barry McGuire calls it your first damn deal. And and it, it kind of applies to everything. But, you know, it's also your first damn partner. Yeah. First damn joint venture. And you do one and I can't explain it. A lot of this stuff can't be explained. But the hope and belief that that just overwhelms you afterwards is 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 crazy. It's crazy. When you do one and someone says yes, suddenly you're like, wow, if that if it was that easy, just imagine if I put all of my energy and and effort into this. Fuck, I could get 10 this year. Mm-hmm. 10 joint venture partners. It validates what you've been doing and what you've been up to. And it's like, oh, you know, I guess posting on social media works or I guess talking about, you know, the the, the flip deal that I'm looking at um, around the water cooler uh, is actually generating some conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep doing that. That felt good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's, it's validation. And also it gives you that little like that little like pump you up. Yeah. To keep going. Keep doing it. Do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what needs to be done in order to get there is you need to make a decision and a, deci- and a decision is final. It's final. A decision is I am going to be this. I am going to do this. I am this. Make a decision, ideally today, ideally right now, that I am not going to care what people think about me. I I'm going to reach out to everyone I know and share this amazing opportunity, share what I've learned. Because by putting it out there and sharing it, someone, 1%, 2%, 10% of people I know or speak to is going to be interested, which is going to create opportunities, which is going to lead to joint venture partnerships. But the first step is is saying to yourself, I'm, I don't care. I don't give a fuck what people think about me. You have to. It has to be dramatic. I'm sorry. And if you don't like the swearing, I'm, I, I do apologize. But I use it for dramatic effect. You have to say, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And if you can just just harness that internally, then what'll it it, it, it will. It'll, how do, how do I word it? It'll stay there. You know what I mean? It's not just like a, I don't care what people think about me. And then you kind of forget about it. Like you need to internalize it. It needs to be part, it, you need, it needs to be your mantra. It needs to be, you need to get it tattooed on your chest. You know what I mean? Like you have to actually believe it at all times, all day, every day. Because when you, when you are exposed to it, you know, an opportunity to, to say something, to do something, you don't want to have to go and look, think back to what it was that thing that I said last week, or what was that thing that Wayne said on the podcast this morning? No, you need to actually believe it. You need to have a huge shift in your belief system that you do not care what people think. And that's not a, it's not a cocky thing. I don't give a fuck what people think. No, what I mean is like, you just have to actually believe that 
You have to actually speak as if you don't care what people think. You, you can't second guess yourself. You can't be thinking about it at all times. You just need to, that's, that's your new belief. Because you watch some people where they, they'll just say things and it's almost like, wow, how do you do that? How do you do that and not worry about, you know, what other, someone else is going to say about you afterwards? And that person will just be like, I, I don't know, I just, I just don't, right? You kind of need to get to that level where it's just, it's not even a thought anymore. Wayne, I think in order for people to really live that and, and, and actually not care or actually um, maybe they do care, but they're um, more determined to reach their goals than to please people. I think for people to get there and to realize that is more than just, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck what people think. I think you need to dive deeper into that. And what does that mean? Like, are you willing to let other people who are not living your life determine your success or let you realize or not realize your goals because of what they may or may not think? Mm -hmm. You need to dive deeper into that and also realize that you're worried about what they might think. Mm -hmm. You do not know what they are thinking. That's the killer. You do not know if they're secretly your cheerleader, but they're just quietly going like, holy shit, like that, like, you know, um, Joshua's really doing stuff and holy, like, good for him. I'm, I'm really impressed. But Joshua's sitting there thinking like, oh my God, this person or these people are probably thinking that like, who the hell does he think he is? And all of a sudden he thinks he's a real estate investor and, and, and oh, he's, did, can you believe that he asked me if I had money to invest? Like we assume we know what people are thinking, but we really have no clue. And we're letting what we think they might be thinking determine whether or not we're successful. And that is just fucked. So when you dive deeper into that, I don't give a fuck what people think of me. It needs to be, you need to realize more than just like, you know what? Screw it. I just don't care anymore. It needs to, you need to look deeper into what that actually means and what you're allowing people to do when that's your thought process. Mm -hmm. You fucking nailed it. And it's what you, you are allowing. Like that's literally, you are in complete control of that. That is you, that's not on other people. Your presumptions of what people are thinking, that's not their fault, that is on you. So you are preventing yourself from being successful because of your insecurities of what you think they might think. Gabby out. I don't even know how to follow that. You just put it way better than I did. That that right there is what's standing in between you and success on, on so many different levels and on so many different scenarios. It's not just talking to people about raising money. It's just like everything in life. The opportunities that are, that are available to you, that is, that's the wall in between it. And the sad part is that wall is internal. It's internally in you. And that is why some do and some don't. Jim Rohn tried to dissect this and analyze this, like why some do and some don't. And he, he, he couldn't come up with it. He just, he just said, well, it's just, that's just the answer. Some do, some don't. I mean, it's all right in front of you. Um, but I do believe that that wall can be broken down. It's just a decision and your ability to work towards it and work at it. If you don't think that you can tear down that wall, if you don't think that you could live a life where you're not constantly thinking about what other people are thinking about you or thinking that they're thinking about thinking about you, is that what you said? More or less, yes. Yeah. Then, then go back to bed. Go back to bed, continue, you know, go back to your job, live the life that you're living and be happy. I don't, I don't want to put you in a situation that you're not going to be able to overcome. If you don't think that you can overcome it, then, then go back to bed and stay comfortable. Go on vacations. Live paycheck to paycheck. If that's for you. And that's totally fine. This world isn't for everyone. It's not. Some people do not care about it enough in order to overcome it. To climb it, to climb that wall, to smash down that wall. Right? 
I, I think that we are all capable of it. I think all of us are capable of overcoming it. But at the same time, you need to want it bad enough. And if you don't want it bad enough, then then, then, then don't waste your life. Don't waste your life trying. And you just need to, what it comes down to is, like I said earlier, a decision, a decision to or not to. But if you're going to make a decision to, to do it, then you have to fully commit. There's no half-assing it. You need to go 100% all in. And that, that goes for everything that we do as entrepreneurs or everything that we do that is, that is against the grain, that is against the norm of what everybody else does. You are currently in a room of people that are going against the grain. There are no, there, there's no rat race here. There's no, there's no river with everybody floating down it. No, we are all swimming upstream. We are all paddling upstream. If you want to continue to stay in this, in this, you know, in this, in this game, in this industry, then, then you're, you need to make a full commitment to actually going all in, in order to succeed. Otherwise, again, I think you're just wasting time. And I would much rather see you have a fulfilled life. And that's what it's all about. It's not about becoming successful or popular or famous or lots of money or a big house or whatever. It's about living a fulfilled life. That is what we're trying to do. We're trying to live the best fulfilled life for you. And what is that for you? If your current path, if going with the grain and everybody else and going to your job every day and going to Disneyland once a year and holding $20,000 worth of debt and then consolidating that debt and then creating $20,000 more of debt in 10 years and then consolidating that debt and then eventually paying off your mortgage in 30 years and the kids move out and everything else and you retire, you get a gold watch and you make $4,000 a year in CPP and RRSP, you know, payouts and whatever. If that's good for you and you can live a fulfilled life, then, then, then do that. But if you're, you're, if, if life, if fulfillment for you requires more, then you're going to have to go against the grain and you need to make that decision. You need to, to, to commit to it fully. There's no, there's no fucking five-step formulas or three-step formulas here. This is, this is it. I've, I've tried to explain this many, many times that this is it. This is what's preventing you from moving forward. If you can overcome this, if you can overcome this, this insecurity, this, this wall that is internally blocking you from moving forward, then everything else is fucking easy. Everything else is you can do. If you can overcome this, then everything else is possible. But this is the, the key thing, the, the, the main thing that is, that is preventing you from moving forward. This is what I battle every day internally for myself. I, I battle with it too. I constantly ask myself, am I worth it? Because I'm always pushing too. Like I'm never just dissatisfied. I'm always pushing a little bit further, a little bit further. And I have my own insecurity. So does Gabby. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck do I think, who the fuck do we think we are? You know what I mean? We, we have these internal thoughts as well. Oh shit, if we do that. And those, conversations. Yeah, and conversations. What are those people going to think about us? It happens. It's natural. We already talked about that. It's natural. It happens all the time. It's our protection, protecting ourselves. Because we want to feel from comfortable. Hurt. From hurt. We're trying to prevent ourselves from being hurt. Yeah. Right? I think that's a good spot. I think that's a good spot for... I want you guys to let that marinate for the weekend. If you're prepared to make a decision right now, make the fucking decision. Do it right now. Just say it. Fucking, I don't know. Go straight to the tattoo parlor and fucking get that on your (laughs) chest. Do whatever you need to do. (laughs) Write it down. Put it in your wallet. Do whatever you need to do. Go, Go call in sick and do a vision board today. Can I just, may I read a comment from the beginning of the show? Of course. The beginning, the beginning of the show, Jagger said, I was feeling pretty unmotivated yesterday, but I pushed myself to go to the gym, cleared my head and refocused on what I'm working towards. It was the reset I needed. Looking forward to some fucking A-tier inspiration to absolutely launch into this weekend. Have a great day, everyone. And then... Um... I'm just, I'm, I'm tr- scrolling through like what feels like hundreds of messages. Um, uh, before you finish that, uh, Liam says tattoo sponsored by REM Masters, Wayne. <laughs> if you want that tattoo on your chest, go call up Liam. Liam's a tattoo artist. 
Um, and then towards the end of the show, Jager said, I'm totally insecure, but I'm starting to just say, fuck it and just jump in. It's not for everyone. Um, I've had this conversation with many people and many people can't do that. Just personality stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and you can, you can, you can clearly see the difference in the way that I explain things and the way that Gabby explains things. Mm -hmm. And there, I, and I'm, I'm sensitive to that. I'm sensitive to the fact that some people are not comfortable with that approach that I have. And my approach is just to be like, fuck it, let's do it. Right. And that's because I look at things a little more logically than emotionally. And that's something I struggle with. I, 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 I struggle with connecting to my emotions. Gabby is very connected to her emotions in a, in a, in a, responsible way because a lot of people they get connected to their emotions and it's irresponsible it's actually preventing them from moving forward gabby is responsibly connected to her emotions and i'm not and it's 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 one of my flaws so when i look at situations like this i say fuck it because i can't if i cannot find a logical solution a mathematical probable probable solution like i i can't i can't you know get to a hundred percent certainty of it then I have to say fuck it and I have to choose one, right? You got option A or option B. Fuck it, let's go option A. I'm going all in, baby. That doesn't work for everyone. But for people that you know resonate with me more, that is what is required. You're not going to have a guarantee. You're not going to have 100% certainty. You just have to say fuck it and choose one, mm -hmm. right? But again, I'm also sensitive to the fact that that's not going to work for everybody. And... The same answer can be can be found from Gabby's formula as well. You just need to figure out which one you resonate with more. And we try to keep that balance on the show too. Mm -hmm. Not just Wayne talking all the time because some people are like, ah, no, it didn't click with me. It didn't resonate with me. But then Gabby will say the same thing in a different way. And then it's like, oh, okay, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So we try and balance that as much as possible because I get it. It's... All right. I just feel like I'm just gonna keep rambling on. <laughs> I, I I think we got to a good spot today, and Me I too. and I and I, I hope, love where we ended it. And I really hope that this impacts you guys, and I hope that some of you make a decision this morning or this weekend, and you come back next week a completely different person. Not a different person, but a person that doesn't have that internal wall holding them back from 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 taking action and doing the things that need to be done. Have a fantastic weekend, you guys. Uh, we'll see the REI Masters uh, tomorrow for a workshop. Yep. And the rest of you on Monday. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 